So today we are talking about one special, specific, not special, but like one specific prayer that can really change your life. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm excited about, about this. Do us a favor, share the broadcast, spread yes. the word. It's going to be a good one. But how, put this in the comments, prayer works. Um, that's a very simple <laughs> concept. But one of the first things I, I, I feel like I've, one of the things that actually revolutionized my prayer life is when I actually started believing that there was power in prayer. Um, because yeah. I, I know that sounds simple because we all say, oh, yeah, there's power in prayer, there's power in prayer. But it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to actually believe it. Because it wasn't until several years ago that I actually, when I started praying, positioned myself and started to become intentional to actually believe that there's going to be answers to my prayers. You know, like uh, if I, Jesus or James said it this way in James chapter 1, I think it's verse 5. He said, when you pray, believe and don't doubt. Because if you doubt, he says, you're like a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. What's double-minded? Well, you know, maybe he'll answer it. Maybe he won't. That's, that's the definition of double-minded. And he said, those people shouldn't expect to receive. But whenever we pray, we need to actually believe that what we're praying is coming to pass. Yeah. That when I'm coming boldly before the throne of grace, I will receive help yeah. in time of need. You know, and, and so, uh, so today we're going to be diving into one biblical prayer. It's, this is a prayer that you find in Scripture. It's a prayer that Paul prayed to the church of Ephesus. And, uh, and if you've been around here for long enough, you've heard us talk about this prayer. But mm -hmm. today we want to kind of... Uh, gathered together and t uh, address this prayer in particular. Um, but we also want to address the reality that uh, when we're praying this prayer, it's not like a, it's not like a prescription of like, well, here, uh, you know, the, here's some Hail Marys, here's some Our Fathers, and just make sure you recite these words and, it, and your life will change. Because yeah. that's not what prayer is. Pray, yeah. Prayer, put this in the comments, prayer is fellowship with the Lord. That's what prayer is. I'm fellowshipping with my Father. I'm not just saying words, because I can sit yeah. here and say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. I can recite yeah. the, the prayer, but if I'm reciting it out of fellowship, there's no power there. Because yeah. what did Jesus say? Jesus specifically said, if you abide in me, that's fellowship. If you abide in me, this is John 15. Abide in me, and if my word abides in you, and that's what we're talking about today is praying the word, yeah. praying a, a biblical prayer. And my word abides in you. You can, ask whatever, you can ask whatever you will, and it will be granted to you. That's how we need to approach prayer. If I ask this, I know I'm going to receive what I'm asking for. Yeah. And, so, and so when we pray the, this prayer, when, when we dive in, and if you want to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, uh, you can start going there right now. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, this is the prayer that we're talking about. When we pray this prayer, we're doing it from a position of fellowship, not just from a position of this is a prescription or this is some, some kind of magical incantation that if I say these words in this order, yeah. something's going to happen. No, I, what, what we're doing is I, we're saying, Lord, it, according to your word, I'm going to pray in agreement with your word because the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? What we're doing is we're coming into agreement with what the word of God says and when we come in agreement, Lord, this is what your word says, and I'm going to believe this over my life. I'm going to believe this for my family member. I'm going to believe this prayer, Lord, and I'm coming into agreement in that position of fellowship. I know that it's going to change. And so, you know, because we talk about this Ephesians 1 prayer quite often. Yeah. Um, you know, we pray through this prayer quite often. Uh, in morning prayer, we pray it almost like every single, every single morning. 
And uh, this is something I have, I have it in, in my reminders at like every morning at like eight in the morning to, to pray this prayer. Really? Yeah. And, and if you, and if you look, look at, you know, some of the pioneers of faith, Kenneth Hagin, you know, uh, yeah. he taught, he addresses this particular prayer in uh, his book. Um, yeah. I was going to say the triumphant church, but I'm I like, know. it wasn't that one, <laughs> the believer's authority. He said, he said the Lord led him to pray this prayer multiple times a day, every single day. And when he started praying this prayer o- over his life, and when we say praying this prayer, coming into agreement with this prayer and with God, with the Lord, he said he his preaching completely shifted. Like he 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 even said, uh, like I had asked my wife, like what have I been preaching all these years, <laughs> right? Because he entered into a whole new level of revelation when he yeah. when he began to pray this over you know over his life and yeah. over his ministry. And, uh, and so when we say that this is a prayer, like one, one biblical prayer that can change everything, we're, we're, we're being honest. Like this can absolutely change everything. Why? Because it's the word and the yeah. word changes things. You know, who is God? He's the one who calls things that are not as though they were. You know, he's the God who changes situations. He, he changes everything. And, and, and when we come in agreement with this prayer, it'll change things for us. Amen. Yeah. So let, let's jump into this prayer. Uh, we're looking at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. And uh, Paul is speaking to, to this church in Ephesus, but not just the church of Ephesus. He's praying for us. He's praying for the people who are reading this passage. He's yeah. saying, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. <clears throat> so he says this, For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, and of your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for, for you while making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is the prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Let's read. Let's let's see that one more time. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Uh, When. When we read in the book of Proverbs, you know, it, it talks about how the beginning, the, the pursuit of wisdom, is, you know, that the beginning of wisdom, seeking wisdom with all your heart. Like pastor's been going through, been, uh, you know, been starting a series on the book of Proverbs yeah. and how important it is to gain wisdom, to yeah. gain understanding, to gain revelation. And all of that's right here in the opening of this prayer yeah. that God will grant unto you a spirit. So a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of revelation. So so, you know, that looks, that goes even beyond of just, I don't know what to do. Lord, help me know what to do. No, like yeah. if, when he gives me a spirit of wisdom and revelation, now as I'm walking through and a situation rises up, that spirit of wisdom and revelation can just, I, it yeah. can just flow out of me. I yeah. just, I just seem to know what to do. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, that's what a spirit of wisdom and revelation looks like. Yeah. Um, By the way, I just remembered a, a testimony. It was mentioned last night about Hannah Sittler. She's in the comments. Yeah. I think she's watching, she can comment, but she said that she's been doing this yeah. for a week. Mm-hmm. And she said she already is having revelation when she reads the word and in yeah. the word. She's having revelation that she mm-hmm. didn't have before. And it's because yeah. of this prayer, or agreeing with agreeing the word with of God word. in this yeah. way. It's opening up the word. To her. It, that's a powerful thing. Because, you know, I'm not going to say every time. Sometimes I, I don't do it. But whenever I get into this word, a lot of, a lot of the time I say, Lord, Give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know, basically what I'm what I'm saying is, Lord, help help pull things out. You know, the word that I haven't seen before. As I'm reading this word, even today, 
As I'm reading through this prayer, Lord, show me something I haven't seen before. That's what that's that's something you can pray even when you're entering into the word. Lord, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the in the knowledge of you. You know, uh, and, and like we'll, we'll we'll go on, but when you dive into that word, it'll it'll change things. Mm-hmm. You know, because because what happens is now as you're reading the word, you're not, you're not just reading it in your head knowledge. Yeah. You know, you're not just like all right brain let's see what we can get out of this and you just you're just checking a box no now you're entering into fellowship with the lord you know mm-hmm. not you know you're entering into fellowship with the holy spirit you know the spirit of truth that leads you in truth that's what it looks like when we say give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you we're, we're talking about lord help us partner with the holy spirit the spirit of truth that guides me and leads me in truth and reveals these things the, these things to to me and to my life mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're doing and, and, and I, you know, the, the next verse that he says is, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You know, I, and I'll, I'll say this too, you know, because he says, I pray that the eyes of your, your heart will be enlightened. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of that goes on. Lord, open my eyes. Help me to see something I haven't seen before. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, when, when we're praying this prayer or coming into agreement, you know, with, with this word, we can pray this o- over our loved ones. You yeah. know, this, this is a prayer that we don't just have to pray over ourselves while, while praying, praying it over ourselves, like inserting ourselves into this, you know, replacing the you with I and, and you know, Lord, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know, we can, that's, some, that's a powerful prayer. But we can pray that over our families too. Lord, give them. Because Paul says, I do not cease in praying this over you. You know, I don't cease in making mention of you in my prayers. This is literally the prayer Mm. that Paul, the apostle, is praying. Yeah. So he's, it's, Mm. how helpful is that? To know Mm -hmm. this is how he, God showed him pray this out. So we are agreeing with what the Holy Spirit is showing us to pray for people. And I'm sure he prayed this over, I'm I'm assuming, I don't want to like, presume but i'm assuming he prayed this over himself too in yeah. that way yeah well what is it first john chapter five it's in the johns i believe it's in first john but where where he where he talks about um i'm gonna see if i can find it real quick um it, it's in there but uh you know kind of what you were saying I, I don't cease to make mention or i don't cease in giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, he's praying this over these people regularly on a consistent basis. Yeah. And honestly, the scripture just left my head. So <laughs> it'll come back. Left your head. It'll come back. Um, but uh, but this is a powerful prayer to pray over your loved ones as well. Yeah. You know, that's what when, he's doing. Yeah. And when let, let's say you have you have a, a family member who's addicted to drugs or is not saved or, you know, uh, you know, you, you even look at Paul himself, right, when he when he was Saul and he was persecuting people and killing Christians and stuff like that. Uh, what 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 people had to have been praying for him because God doesn't do anything except by prayer. You know, when we choose to pray and partner with the word of God, that's when things begin to shift and things yeah. begin to move. And so when we could, this is a prayer we could pray over our unsaved loved ones. Now, when we pray for them, what are we praying? Lord, give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened, just like the, the prodigal son, right? He's sitting there in, in a heap, you know, longing for, for the pig's food, you know? And, all, and what happened? Uh, all of a sudden, his eyes were enlightened. You know, all of a sudden, he came to himself. He came to his senses. He realized, 
things were so much better in my father's house. Things were so, you know, so, so there, there you see, you know, his eyes of understanding becoming enlightened all of a sudden. Like, he didn't think that way for a long time, but then it just kind of hit him. Yeah. He came to himself. He thought to himself, this isn't right. Yeah. Like, I, I, at least I can go back and, and, uh, and become a slave, at least, because the slaves eat better than this, you know. Like, he came to himself. And, and that's, that's one of the things that we can pray over our loved ones. Lord, give them that, let, let the eyes of their understanding become enlightened. Now, now, the reality is this, you know, as we pray this, you know, God can do it, but it's ultimately their choice. We're not praying that God supersedes somebody's will. So saying, Lord, get them saved and get them, you know, what, that's kind of, Lord, supersede their will that's not that's not that, a biblical prayer that's often what people pray mm-hmm. though yeah so like what and we actually had a series on lunch plus mm-hmm. uh i don't know several months ago where we talked about prayer a yeah. lot is that in like a series is yeah that we have a whole a, playlist? a whole playlist on prayer it was yeah. powerful mm-hmm. if you're wanting to learn more about prayer yeah. go to that because oh my goodness we all learned mm-hmm. so much sure. when we when we had those uh sessions but yeah. um what one thing that really stood out what, that we learned was prayer has not worked when it has not been biblical. Yeah. And that's the key. And that's mm. why this is so powerful yeah. is because this is literally a biblical prayer. Do you remember the, the mm. thing? While you're yeah. finding it, uh, Barrett put in the comments, this is a prayer to pray over people you lead, yeah. over your children, yeah. over yourselves, over your leaders to ensure mm. they are positioned to receive wisdom to lead as well. Yeah. It's like Paul the Apostle, like when he became Paul, he wasn't forced. Yeah. His eyes literally were enlightened. The, yeah. the scales, it says the scales fell from his eyes, and this yeah. is literally what he's mm. praying out literally yeah. is what he experienced. was is what he <laughs> yeah. experienced that turned him from Saul to Paul. To Paul. Saul yeah. murdering people yeah. to Paul the Apostle. So yeah. if there's someone that mm-hmm. needs prayer, it, it, this worked for Saul. This yeah. worked for Paul to yeah. go from murdering Christians mm-hmm. to writing the so much of the New yeah. Testament. Yeah, and, and the passage in First John was First uh, John five fourteen. This is the confidence that we that we have before Him. So when we're coming to Him, this is where our confidence comes from. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know. That we have the request which 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 we asked him, we yeah we we know we have it if we're yeah. praying according to his word, yeah. according to his according will. According to his will. Yeah, yeah. And what? How do we know we're praying according to his will when we pray according to his word? Yeah. And that's what this prayer is. We're praying according. We're praying out his will. God wants people's eyes to be enlightened. God wants people to have an understanding. But God's not going to supersede people's will, and that's why yeah. we pray, Lord, open their eyes. Let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Basically, God, help them to suddenly come to their senses and recognize what I'm doing and where I'm at is not where I need, need or should be. I need help. And, and another prayer to pray alongside of that is this. And Lord, give them the strength to make the right choice. Lord, give them the strength that they need to, to make that right choice. Um, so Lord, open their eyes so that they can see I need to make a choice. And God, give them the strength to make the right choice. Not make them make the right choice, you know. Yeah. That's not what God's going to do. Yeah, because he's never made us do anything. No. When has, when has he ever made you do something? He hasn't. So we no. can't pray that. That's, yeah. not, that's not biblical. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, you look all the way back in Deuteronomy 28, and primarily the verse I'm going to quote is in Deuteronomy 30, when he says, I've put place before you life and death. Choose. 
He tells you what, what to choose. He says, choose life, but, you know, it's ultimately your choice. Yeah. And, so, and so when we're praying for our unsaved loved ones or uh, if they're addicted to drugs or if they're addicted to anything or they're really struggling or, or even if, like, oh, my, my loved one is sick, and, you know, of cancer or whatever, and they're dying, but they don't have faith for healing, we're not yeah. going to say, Lord, heal them because, we, because, you know, that might supersede what they're believing for. They're, they yeah. might not be believing for that. They might be just believing to get through another day or, Lord, make it quick. They could be praying, Lord, Lord, just take, take me fast, you yeah. know. And, and so a good thing for us to pray even for those people, if we don't know what they're believing for, Lord, or we might even know, oh, they don't believe in healing. Well, God, uh, let the eyes of their understanding become enlightened. Lord, let them, let them see what your will so clearly yeah. is and that you're willing that none should perish yeah. and that you're willing and that it's your will, that by yeah. his stripes they were healed. Lord, let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened so that they can, yeah, so that they can see. It, it, he says this, so that they may know what is the hope yeah. of his calling. Lord, let their eyes be enlightened to the, to their, that there's hope, that there's hope in this situation, that there's hope in what they're going through. Let them see the hope. And what's the hope? Jesus. That there's hope in what Christ has offered them. There's hope in what the Word offers them. Let them see that and then give them the strength to choose that. Yeah. It reminds me of what Kenneth Hagin says. The pastor's been saying something similar to this, but faith begins where the will of God is known. So, mm -hmm. like, if there's someone yeah. that's sick yeah. and they don't know the will of God, yeah. they're not going to be in faith. So praying this is opening their eyes yeah. to His will. Mm -hmm. And as their eyes are yeah. open to His will, then they can have that faith for healing. Yeah, amen, amen. And, and so, you know, let, let's read this, this again. Um, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know, absolute, absolutely, so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. This is what we're praying over yeah. ourselves, over the people around us. Lord, that they may know what, yeah. that there's hope, okay. that they may know the yeah. hope of amen. your calling. The hope of your calling, even yesterday we were talking about uh, destiny, like how to enter into your destiny. Yeah. Whatever God's called you to do, there's hope in it. Yeah. You know, and, and when we pray this prayer, God will begin to just enlighten us to, to the reality that there's hope. You might not see it and understand the fullness of it, but you can find hope yeah. knowing that there's hope in his calling. There, that I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. That, yeah. that whenever I, I, I might not know what that looks like at the moment, but I know there's hope in it. Yeah. I, and this is what we're asking God to enlighten us. God will enlighten us that there's hope in, your, in his calling. Not just whatever I call myself to do. In his calling, there's hope in it. Um, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Like, we, honestly, we can unpack this, this whole prayer like, and spend a whole <laughs> series on this. But yeah. recognize, like, he's talking about something that's huge. That's massive yeah. and monumental. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. His inheritance in us. You know, what a beautiful thing. The riches of the glory of it. It's, a, it's immense. So what he's saying is, God, help them to see that there's hope in the riches of the glory of, you, of, of the inheritance. Help them to see the riches in, in the glory. Because it's a massive inheritance. Yeah. It's, it's a glorious inheritance, and it's a bountiful inheritance. Help them to see that so that they can grow in that hope. See mm -hmm. what's rightfully theirs. See what, what belongs to them. Mm -hmm. uh, Barrett says in Ephesians 1.18, when he's praying that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, he's praying that the mind 
uh, in soul, the, the mind or the soul would be enlightened. Uh, so she said that this is a great prayer just to renew our minds. Yeah. Like if there's, if there's like a stronghold in, in, in your mind, which, yeah. you know, that's something that, that God, that this prayer can help, you know, help begin renewing and enlightening your mind. You know, like, like the Bible says in Romans 12 too, you know, don't conform to the patterns and customs or the thinking of this world, but let God transform you or be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So let God enlighten, you know, the, your heart, or I pray that the eyes of your heart or that your mind may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope. So you'll begin to think differently. You know, mm -hmm. you'll begin to see things differently. You'll begin to operate differently yeah. because you'll begin to think differently. Yeah. As a man thinks, so is he. So when you, re when, when you renew your mind, man, that's going to change the way you think yeah. as well. And then, and then he goes on. And what is their surpassing greatness of his power? What, what direction is his power? Where is his, direct, his power directed? Where is it flowing? Towards us. Mm -hmm. That's where God's power is. What, what, yeah. what, what, what kind <laughs> of power? What, what is this power doing? Any, whatever we need him to do, whatever we need in the moment. I need healing. Well, God, what we're praying is God open our eyes to see what is the surpassing greatness of his power Surpassing greatness, <laughs> like it goes beyond, exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can ask or think, according to Romans <coughs> chapter eight. Exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can ask or think. We're talking about a complete renewal of the mind. That's what Paul is praying. God completely renew their minds so that they can see what is the the abundance of power that is directed and focused towards them. I mean, like I'm like picturing like crosshairs, right? Like, yeah. fo focused on the target. And, and what he's not shooting, a, like, a gun to kill me. He's shooting power that's directed and focused towards me. Yeah. The power of God directed and focused towards me. The surpassing greatness of the power of God toward me. But the key is who believe. Yeah. So when I believe that yeah. that power is able to enter in, that's why I need my eyes enlightened so that I can... And, and not, just, not just like a logical understanding of it. Because he said, give him a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yeah. So yes, I can understand it. But it's, in that, it's when the anointing comes to my spirit. The spirit bears witness with my spirit. That, comes into, that, that turns and begins to renew my mind in a different way. It's not just I'm logically understanding things. I'm spiritually discerning these things. And it's changing my mindset. It's changing where my belief is. Now the power of God's able to flow in a whole new way. Yeah. And so we're looking. This this will revolutionize the way you do, the way you pray, the way you the way you uh, minister to people, like, like the way you do everything in life. Yeah. It it changes the way you pray about other people. It changes the way that other people begin to look at you. You know, it, it changes things. Yeah, it changes what you receive. Yeah. This is talking, oh, it's opening what's available to you. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. So you, are, are you begin to, beginning to, th to recognize and see that when I, if I'm consistently praying this out and coming in agreement with, mm -hmm. I, if there's anyone that I would like to come in agreement, it would be with the Apostle Paul because he, you know, he, he had some revelation. Mm -hmm. you know, he had some powerful <laughs> revelation. But I'm not just coming into agreement with Paul because the Holy Spirit inspired Paul yeah. to pray this prayer, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. So I'm coming into agreement with the Holy Spirit, and that goes back into First John chapter five. If yeah. you know, if we ask anything according to His will, we know we have what we ask. 
And when I'm praying out the word of God in that fellowship with the Lord, not just reciting these words, but in faith and in fellowship with the Lord, I'm coming into agreement with the Holy Ghost. What's happening is it's beginning to manifest in my life. It's beginning to manifest in my life. Like you shared the testimony with, with, uh, with Hannah, you know, how yeah. she'd been praying that and already she's found, the, she's found a new, like a new understanding of the word. See, you know, the, one of the beautiful things about reading the word it, with this in mind is it revolutionizes it. Because like I used to not like, I used to not enjoy reading the word because I thought it was boring. But the only reason I thought I was boring, I thought it was boring was because I wasn't actually in fellowship with the Lord while yeah. I was doing it. I was just reading it to check a box. But the second I, I entered into fellowship, it's like it's like reading someone's diary or whatever, their journal, or like I'm reading someone's journal, let's say like the diary of Anne Frank or whatever. You're reading through her diary. She was a real person, right? Yeah, you're reading through the diary of Anne Frank, and you can have an idea of who she is. I, I knew she was a real person, but all of a sudden I was like, wait a second. Yeah, just, let's just move on. I was homeschooled, so yeah. I never read it. Yeah, I never read it either, so <laughs> I just wanted to double-check. Barrett's looking at me. Uh, judgment. Um, just we can clip that out. Um, but uh, like I can be reading that diary and have a kind of an understanding of what was going on at the time, but I I, I can't have a full picture of the reality of it. But picture Anne Frank is sitting right here with me as I'm reading through the diary. She's able to to pull out things, you yeah. know, because she lived it. She was there. She can pull out things that I never saw in the first place. Yeah. Now picture reading the word. I can read the read the Bible and get a general idea of who God might be. But whenever I'm doing it with the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden it just comes alive. That's that's when the Word of God becomes alive and active. You know, it's already alive and active, but if I'm just trying to to gather it all logically, you know, I mean, there there's so many Bible scholars uh, who aren't who aren't believers, but they're just reli- religious teachers, or, yeah. or you know, they they teach religion or they can teach Bible at yeah. at you know secular colleges, and they don't believe any of it, but it's just like a it's a subject of study for them, and that's yeah. all it is. It's logical stuff. They take it out and of context. They take it like out of the context. The Holy Spirit will mm-hmm. help us to know the context yeah. because so often we can read something and take it a way that it is not meant to be. Yeah, yeah, and, and a lot of these people, they spend most of their time not really studying this but studying books about this, right? Yeah. And, uh, and actually, you know, there was one point when, uh, when I had a friend, uh, I had a coworker who was atheist, and... Um, and he asked me, he's like, do, do all Christians read the Bible? I was like, well, they should. And he said, well, if they, they all read the same Bible, why do they disagree on yeah. so many things about what it says? Like, we can talk about healing, and you'll have Christians who are like, no, no, God doesn't heal anymore. And you'll have Christians that says, no, it's God's will for you to heal, you know, for, for you to be healed. You'll have, you can bring up the topic of, you know, you can talk about dispensationalism and all these fancy things, you know, the omnipotent and supremacy and, or the... You know, you could talk about, you know, all these different things. Um, and, and the question is, why do so many, especially when you have, like, people who spent so many years and so much money studying the Bible or, like, getting their doctorate degrees in, in theology, getting doctorate degrees in, in Bible or all these different things. And how can they be so educated on this word and then ever, but no one seems to agree on what it says, yeah. you know? And uh, I didn't have an answer for them. And uh, I took it to the Lord. I was like, God... Like, that's a valid question. Yeah. Like, if we're all reading the same Bible, and if all these people spend all this time studying, studying, studying this work, you know, studying the Bible, I was like, what, how come people can't agree? And this is, and like, this was the first time God actually answered, 
ever answered me like right away. And I, it shocked me, but he said, it's because they're studying the doctrines of men, not my word. Like mm -hmm. they're spending all this time studying the, the, the theology of Jonathan Edwards, studying like, you know, the, the books of these, of these famous theologians and re studying theology books, but they're not actually spending a lot of time in here. And yeah. they're letting all these other men tell them what this says rather yeah. than uh, read this with the power of the Holy Ghost and see, yeah. see what the Lord draws out of it, you know. And so when we're saying, Lord, let the eyes of our own... Now, I'm not saying that reading books and, and studying theology is bad or wrong. I'm not saying that at all because it's, it's not. But the reality is this. Who's the source? You know, yeah. who gets the glory? If the source of all my intellect is, is, is a college or, or this theologian, you know, and I've just been studying his theology, yeah. and I'm like, man, I like this guy and his theology. That's where the Catholic Church uh, got to a very interesting place where... Uh, you, you, if you study Jonathan Edwards, you know, or not Jonathan Edwards, uh, who, who was it that in, that started the Reformation? Do, do we, uh, um, Martin Luther? Yeah, you know, you know what, what really, what the reason why uh, that whole Reformation started with Martin Luther is because when everyone else was reading this this book and just preaching out of, they weren't preaching out of the Word anymore. They were preaching out of a specific book that was basically their, their book of doctrine, and they would just preach out of that book. And, uh, and this would, the, the Word of God was actually like their secondary uh, thing. You know, wow. that, be, that book became essentially their Bible. Jonathan Edwards, or not Jonathan Edwards, Martin, Martin Luther, Luther. Uh, just started reading the Word, and he was like, hey, the, everything that we're teaching with the indulgences and all these things, none of this is in the Bible. None of this is in the Word of God. And he gained revelation on what the Word says. And, and he just brought to them, hey, like the, 90, the, the, the 99th thesis or whatever it's called, whenever he nailed that to, to, to the door, he wasn't doing that out of an act of rebellion saying, you guys are wicked and you need to, no, he was just saying, hey, this is what we've been teaching, but this isn't what the word of God says. And, I'm, and that was a, regular, a normal thing that they would do. Then they came against him and they said, well, this guy's a heretic. And just because he would read the word. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing that a little bit, you know, even, even nowadays. Pe people are studying all these theo theo theolog theological, you know, theo theologians, but they're not. But they're not spending as much time in the Word, and they can spit yeah. out all these fancy words and all these, you know, to to sound impressive, and they can even put a couple scriptures with it. But the reality is this: Who's the source? You know, what what? Who is my source? And that's why this prayer is so important. That's why it's important to pray biblical prayers, Lord. When there, when we live in a world where the church is so divided on what this Bible says. I need you. <laughs> I need your help, God. I need you to help me because the Word of God is alive and active and yeah. is able to divide asunder the soul and spirit. It's, what, what does that mean? It's able to help me understand the difference between what's man-made and what's actually from God, what, mm -hmm. what my mind is made up and what the Spirit of God is saying. So... So when I'm entering into this word, I need to make sure I don't enter into this word with bias. Oh, I don't like that scripture. Let's just read through that really quick and get to the next chapter, right? No, I, sh I cannot afford to do that. I cannot afford to do that. That's why Paul s said to Timothy, study to show thyself approved, a you know, uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. Th this is a holy book. It's a holy book. And the only way that I should ever approach this holy book is in spirit and in truth. Lord, give me a spirit of wisdom revelation, and knowledge in you. 
Uh, yeah. Kelly said, I, ha I had to admit that to, that to God too. I thought his word was boring and had to get real with God. I asked him to make his word come alive to me and for revelation of his word, and he did. That's, that's what this prayer will do. It'll yeah. give you a whole new revelation yeah. of, of what his word says. It'll give you a whole new revelation of the power. It's alive and active. All of a sudden, it comes alive to you. Because, yeah. not, not because, you know, yes, your mind, shift, your mind can shift towards it, but it's really, now I'm in partner with the Holy Ghost. I'm in partner with the Spirit of Truth, and he's going to help me discern what's from God and what's not from God. Uh, Jesus said it in, in uh, I believe it's Matthew chapter 7, when he said, when you will to do his will, you'll know con concerning the doctrine what's from God and what's not. But you have yeah. to have that desire. You need to have that spirit of God flowing. God, I just want your truth. Lord, steer me away from deception. God, give me that spirit of wisdom and revelation. And, cause, because when, when he gives us that spirit of wisdom and revelation, suddenly we have a greater empowerment to discern you know, because the Bible says, uh, test every spirit, right? Every, every you know, you want to discern the spirits. Is it from God? Is this, is this a demonic doctrine? Because you read all these things in the Word. God, I need that spirit of wisdom. Yeah. The, the, honestly, like, when it comes to praying this prayer, so, some, some, some of us, we can't afford to not pray it. Yeah. You know, because how quickly can something enter into our mind, we take a hold of it that's not God, and all of a sudden it derails us? For the rest of our lives. No, God, I need, I need that spirit of wisdom. God, keep me away from deception. Give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you. Let the eyes of my understanding become enlightened so that I can know what is the hope of your calling and what is the glorious riches of your inheritance in the saints and what is their surpassing greatness of your power towards me, you know, yeah. as I believe in you. Your mm -hmm. power towards me as I put my faith in you. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I just want to acknowledge, like, I, I know for some people it's, it's, and I've had these moments, mm -hmm. too, of, okay, I, I don't want to read the Word because mm -hmm. to my flesh it's boring. And what has kept me from reading the Word the most, I would say, is thinking I'm not going to understand it. Thinking I can't. I'm not good enough to understand it. I'm not yeah. experienced enough to understand mm -hmm. it. I'm not godly enough for the holy spirit yeah. i'm going to block the holy spirit the holy spirit's not going to be able to speak yeah. to me on the word and i'm just going to be confused mm -hmm. so that's what's kept me is okay i'm going to read the word but i'm just going to be confused i'm not going to know what it means <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that and this this prayer mm -hmm. counters that this yeah. prayer opens up our eyes so that it's not confusing the word is yeah. not meant to be confusing so mm -hmm. if it's ever if it's if if yeah. okay it's confusing that's going to keep me from reading it yeah. like pray that read it by this yeah. prayer yeah. <laughs> like let the, this prayer open that up the reason we have this word is so that god can give us understanding not to confuse us i would say the yeah. less you read it the more confusing <laughs> it, it is that's true <laughs> god this your your word's too confusing so i'm just not going to read it well yeah. <laughs> you'll get more that's why you're confused read it and you'll and you'll get more understanding that's like, so true well like like, one of the things that I've needed to correct myself with is especially when it comes to revelation and time, you know, prophecy yeah. and stuff like that. A lot of times Christians avoid revelation yeah. because they're like, well, I'm not going to understand it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because it, it's, it's just too, too wild or yeah. it's too, there's too much symbolism and all that stuff. It's called revelation <laughs> because God gave it to us so that we can know. Yeah. He didn't give it to us to confuse us. Because right, remember this. God, put this in the comments, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Now, I've never right? thought about it literally. He's not the author of mm. confusion. It's yeah. not meant to be confusing. Yeah, He authored true. it. Yeah. 
But, you know, what, what, it gets, con- well, let's go to James chapter 1. I think we, we already kind of alluded to that briefly, but, well, Revelation chapter 1, it says, uh, the, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show to his bondservants the things which must soon take place. He's literally saying, I gave this to you so that they can see it and understand, <laughs> you know, yeah. not so that we can be confused. But in James chapter 1, um, James chapter 1. By the way, if you're just now coming on and you're not sure what we keep referring to as, yeah, this chapter, yeah, this part of the book, we're talking about mm-hmm. Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. Mm-hmm. So put that in the comments, Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, so that everyone knows mm-hmm. the basis of what the word is uh, today is on those two chapters especially. So James chapter 1 verse uh, 5 says this, But if any of you lacks wisdom, oh, sweet, so... What he's about to say will help me gain wisdom, right? He's not going to say, if any of you lacks wisdom, just know that someday in the great by and by, you'll understand. Someday, when I'm in heaven, I'll understand. You know, no, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, oh, oh, let him ask God. That's literally what he says. Oh. Let him ask God. Not, if any of you lacks wisdom, you'll know one day. <laughs> no, because we're, we're asking God to, give, to help us to see the hope of his calling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, let him ask of God, uh, and what will God do? Give it He'll to give it to all, us all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. That, that's what he says to do. If I don't yeah. have wisdom, I can just ask God. What does that look like? God, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. <laughs> yeah. Give me that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of my understanding. That's what, that's what that looks like. And then yeah. he says, we, we already alluded to this, but you must ask in faith. Yeah. Believe and don't doubt. Don't be double-minded. Well, he might give it to me. He might not. No. Whenever I come to the Lord, Lord, for example, Lord, I read this scripture and it doesn't fully make sense to me. Help me to see it. Help me to gain understanding of this. Now, he might not answer you immediately, like that very second, but God, I trust that your spirit of truth will lead me and guide me in truth. God, I ask you for that spirit of wisdom and revelation. Show me where I need to look. Show me what I need to do. Show, I, I remember there was one time I was reading a verse in uh, Genesis um, when Moses was uh, telling God, well, you know, I stutter, you know, like, he, yeah. like God was saying, I want you to go and be my spokesperson, right? Moses was like, I stuttered when I was reading it in the translation that I, I forget what translation I was reading it. It said, uh, God responded to said, who makes them deaf and mute? And I was like, yeah. well, it's not, like the way that that's read, it says that God, God made them mute. But God, you, you don't make people like mute or, or deaf. And it, and it sounded like God's the one who put the deafness and put the muteness yeah. on them. Like, God, that doesn't make sense. And so I, I just went on a walk. I was like, God... You know, I know you're good. You're good all the time, and your character and nature is good. Like, why, why, why did you say it that way? And he said, read it in the King James. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, but I, I was on a walk, and, and, you know, it took about 10 minutes of me just seeking him. Lord, help me understand this. And I pulled out in the King James, and it said, and in the King James, it phrased it a little bit differently. It said, who made the deaf, who made the mute. And he said, I made the person, but I didn't give them you know, he, he, was, he was saying, who made man's mouth? You know, who made their, you know, speaking to Moses. Literally what God was saying was, I created the mouth. And you're saying that you stutter? He, yeah. God, God, God was telling me, I was literally telling him that, I was, that if I made man's mouth, I can heal that stutter. 
If I made if I made man's mouth, I can I can completely eliminate this. I, the the mouths that that speak, the mouths that don't speak. I made the person, you know, and I can I can make them speak. Uh, and God gave me a revelation on that, J- just by saying, "Hey, read it, read it in a different translation," because it was worded uh, in, in a way that made it sound like God was the one who sent it. But He said, yeah. "No, I made their mouth, but I didn't make them mute." And, and, and the whole context of it was literally God was saying, "I told you to be my spokesperson. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I can heal that stutter. I can heal that that thing." And um, and where did that come from? God, give me wisdom. Help me yes. to understand this. Yeah. And uh, like instead of just Oh, I don't like that verse. Let me skip past it and pretend like it's uh, not there. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'll never, I'll probably never know what that means. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? No, no. God, no. give me a spirit of wisdom and yeah. revelation. Um, there it says the Ephesians 1 prayer is basically a prayer for us to see what is being, what being in him truly means. It's a prayer that leads us to realize what has already been placed in our hands. Yeah, that, that's powerful. Because... Like, because we've been talking about, you know, the whole context of all of this is, God, I need to have partnership with you. Holy Spirit, I can't pray. Uh, again, this isn't just a, Lord, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You guys, my understanding be in mind so that I can know what is hope of your calling and the glorious riches of your inheritance. I'm not just saying words. No, I'm in fellowship. Lord, Lord, I need fellowship with your spirit. I need your spirit dwelling with me to give me that wisdom and revelation so that I can know. You know, that's what it, that's what it is. In that fellowship and in that partnership. Uh, God can begin to do to, to what I'm doing is I'm giving him full entrance to begin to rework and redo things and there might be doctrines that I have that are wrong you know I know there's things that that I believe right now that aren't full that, that aren't right and what I need is a spirit of wisdom and revelation to eliminate some of those things right because mm-hmm. because I don't have perfect doctrine but the Lord will help finesse you know sharpen and and, and cut off the things that, or the ways of thinking that that I might have been carrying for a long time. He'll, he'll be able to help dis, me discern what is him, what is not him. If you seek and will to do his will, you'll know. Yeah. And, and this prayer will help get us to that point. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to read through the rest of this prayer. Um, and, and, uh, it, but there's so much powerful power in this, in this prayer. And this is why we're praying it. Because it's partner, it's, Lord, we're entering into partnership with you. And we're asking you to help us what, in whatever situation we're in. This spirit of wisdom and revelation will help us. It will give us hope will give us, and, and will, will open us up to receive the power that God has yeah. directed towards us. Amen. So the surpassing greatness, verse 19, of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. Now, now we're talking about the, how, power, how much this power is. You know, the, the authority that is now being granted to us. When, uh, the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one that is to come. So we see that there's authority in this age and yeah. in the one to come. Uh, and put all things in subjection under his feet. So this is the level of the power and the authority that has now been granted to us. Everything's under his feet. And if you look several verses later in chapter 2, verse 6, and he raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So right there we see where we are positioned, the authority that we're positioned in. And this prayer is helping God open our eyes to see where we're positioned. 
yeah. which is in him, seated at his right hand, in that seat of authority, where we're yeah. positioned in him. God, give us that wisdom. Give us that revelation so that we can see who we are in you, yeah. in that fellowship with you. Christ died so that I, to put me in that position of fellowship. Amen. And then, uh, you know, we, we could go into Ephesians chapter 3 as well, where, you know, Ephesians 3.17, you know, or 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Strengthened with power. So, so you see there's similarities in, the, in this prayer, in these prayers. You know, that it's only, put, put this in the comments, it's through the spirit that I receive power. Through the spirit in my inner man. Strengthened with power through his spirit. That, that's when what we've been talking about. It goes past logic. It goes past just reading books and reading this with your brain. No, I need the anointed spirit of God bearing witness with our spirit, partnering with my spirit so that, I, so that that power can enter into my life to overcome yeah. whatever situation I'm going through. Yeah. Uh, in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So there you see the partnership of faith. This, this is kind of just like summing up everything that we've been saying. And that you being rooted and grounded in love, and whose love? God is love. Mm-hmm. Rooted and grounded in that love can comprehend with the saints the breadth and light and height and depth to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. So all of this surpasses knowledge. Yeah. It, these things are spiritually discerned. When you, and when they enter into your spirit, then they'll get into your head. But it starts in the spirit. It begins in the spirit. It doesn't begin in the head. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't begin in your head. It doesn't begin in your feelings. It begins in the spirit. That's why being under the anointing, whether you're understanding it or not, at that point, I'm, getting, I'm receiving the anointing and I'm believing my spirit's picking this up and it'll, and it, and, and it'll get to your head. A lot of times, you know, and this was my, my issue, was I, I tried to get it all in my head, and then I was wondering, why is it not getting into my heart? Yeah. <laughs> but I was, it was, I was approaching it backwards. I yeah. need it in my heart and in my spirit first, uh, and, then, and then my head will catch up. Because um, I am that spirit man. Uh, and that's what he says, now to him who is able to do abundantly beyond. Oh, wait, I skipped the part. And that you may know, know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Put a hands up in the comments if you want to be filled up to all the fullness of God. Uh, I do. I do. And this is a prayer. <laughs> Lord, fill me up with all the fullness of you. Yeah. How? Through the power of the Spirit towards my inner man, towards my spirit man. So that now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we can ask or think according to the power that now works in us. Yep. The, pow- the power was toward us through the spirit. That power came to, to, to our inner man, and now that power is in us. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can ask or think, that which is now according to the power that works within us. He's the source. He gets the glory. God, give me wisdom and revelation to be able to recognize that, to be able to see that power. That's towards me. And we're going to pray that prayer uh, together. We're going to pray it and partner and come into agreement with the word of God. But as we do that, just believe. Attach your faith to it. This power is at work within us. We're going to, and you know, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually read through this. And I want you to Mm -hmm. pray this with us. Well, I'll pray, I'll I'll start and I want you to repeat after me. But as we pray this, let's attach faith to this. Uh, Circle this, highlight this in, in your Bible. 
print it off and put it on your wall in your like or you can put it on the, on your vanity or you can put it uh put it somewhere where you'll see it every day and pray it pray it over yourself pray it over your loved ones and again you know the more you do it the more there's a the more there's a potential of it just becoming a I'm just reciting this um, and, you know, if you've been praying this daily, uh, take this as a moment to just kind of renew and recharge yourself yeah. through this prayer. No, I'm actually a, coming into agreement with the Word of God. I'm coming into agreement with God Himself. Holy Spirit, inspire these words. I'm coming into agreement with this prayer. Yeah. And, and we'll enter in. And, well, and the yeah. scripture for that is, um, I don't know where it is, but <laughs> I can quote it, but yeah. wherever it is, I have to look it up. But the verse that says, the heartfelt fervent prayer of a righteous man yeah. availeth much. Yeah, that's James so, 5. James 5. Yeah. So it's the heartfelt, yeah. fervent prayer. So that's yeah. a key right there with yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. If you're reciting it, mm -hmm. the Bible it's says the it's not for Yeah, it has yeah. to be fervent. Yeah, yeah. So so as we enter in, put, put your spirit man into this. Like, attach your spirit to this prayer. You know, whether logically you fully understand this prayer or not I, I there's more stuff that there's stuff that i pulled out of this that i haven't seen before myself you know this has been fun Today? i've enjoyed this yeah that's awesome yeah. you know the holy because it's alive yeah it's active it is alive it, it it divides what i thought it said and what it actually says you know like that's what the word of god does and um and the more you pray this prayer you know it's good to have this before you you know yeah. like i i can quote it pretty well like in my head but it's good to have it before you to yeah. read it fresh to read it new that's why we're saying print it out and put it before you and pray it so uh if you guys will pray this with us and i want you to attach your faith again this isn't just a we're reciting words and these words are powerful uh we're we're coming into agreement with the word of god and the lord and the spirit of god has power to enter in and to change things amen amen so it's not just me reciting words that's powerful it's my fellowship with the one who inspired the word and my agreement with it, with him in faith that makes this prayer powerful. Amen? Because I can pray this prayer every day and just recite it and nothing happens. But when I come into agreement, it'll change things. Amen? So let's pray this. Thank you. All right. Uh, repeat after me. God. God. God of my Lord. God of my Lord. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The Father of glory. The Father of glory. I ask. I ask. That you may give to me. That you may give to me. A spirit of wisdom. A spirit of wisdom. And of revelation. And of revelation. In the knowledge of you. In the knowledge of you. I pray. I pray. That the eyes of my heart. That the eyes of my heart. May be enlightened may be enlightened so that i will know so that i will know what is the hope of your calling what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches and what are the riches of the glory of the glory of your inheritance of your inheritance in the saints in the saints and what is the surpassing greatness and what is the surpassing greatness of your power of your power toward me who toward believes me who believes which is in accordance which is in accordance with the working of the strength with the working of the strength of your might of your might which you brought about in Christ which you brought about in Christ when you raised him from the dead when you raised him from the dead and seated him and seated him at your right hand at your right hand in the hand, heavenly places in the heavenly places far above all rule far above all and authority rule, 
and authority and a power and of power and, po and dominion and dominion and every name that is named and every name that is not named. only in this age not only in this but age, also in the one to come but also in the one that is and to come. you put all things and you put all in things subjection under his feet in subjection under his feet and gave him as head and gave him as head over all things over all things to the church to the church which is your body which is your body to the fullness of him to the fullness who of fills him, all in all who fills all in all God God, I ask, God, I ask that you grant me that you grant me according to the riches of your glory, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with power, to be strengthened through with power, your spirit, through your spirit in my inner man, in my inner so man, that Christ may dwell in my so heart, so that Christ may dwell in my faith, heart, through faith, and that I, and that I, being rooted and grounded in love, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, may be able to comprehend with all the saints. With all the what things. is the breadth? What is the and breadth? Length and length and height and height and depth and depth and to know and the to love know of Christ, the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, which surpasses that knowledge. I may be filled up, that I may be filled to the up fullness, to the fullness, to all the fullness, to all the of fullness God. of God. <laughs> thank you, Lord, Father. Right thank now, in you, Jesus' name, Father, I ask and I thank you for that spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank I thank you, Lord, that you're doing a powerful work in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you're giving us wisdom and revelation. Thank you, Lord, that our understanding is being enlightened. And, Father, right now, we just pray over lost and unsaved loved ones, yeah. those who are struggling with addiction or disease. Father, we just ask and come into agreement now in yeah. Jesus' name. Lord, let the eyes of their understanding become enlightened. Yeah. Let them know what is the hope of your calling. Let them know what they have access to, the glorious riches of your inheritance in the saints. Help yeah. them to see what their inheritance is. And God, if their situation is not at all what they, what they uh, have a right to in you, Father, let them see what is truth. Let them see what they have a right to in you. And God, give them the strength to choose to enter into that inheritance today. Father, open their eyes. Help them to see. Just like, just like the prodigal son, when he came to himself, God, I pray, Lord, that, that your ministering angels will, will bring revelation to these people. Let the, their eyes be opened, and God, give them the strength to make that right choice. God, we thank you, Lord, for your power. We thank you for your might, which is now at work within us. God, we receive that work now. We receive that power now, and we walk in that authority. God, you seated Jesus far above all principality, all rule, all power, all authority, and you seated us with him in heavenly places. And right now, we just thank you for that authority. And we thank you for the wisdom that you're giving us now. We receive it by faith now yeah. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we receive. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive that? Do you receive that spirit of wisdom and revelation? Do you receive that enlightening today? Yeah. It's yeah. cool because, like, I could sense the mm -hmm. anointing. Yeah. Like, I could sense the anointing, like, in my hands. And, yeah. and what's cool is, like, we were praying that over ourselves. Like, that yeah. was us praying. Like, yeah. no one was laying hands on me. Yeah. I was praying yeah. the word. Yeah. And as I prayed the word, the Lord manifested yeah. himself yeah. with a fervent prayer. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, the word works. Put that in the comments. The word <laughs> works. And when I pray the word, my prayer works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put that in the comments. When I pray the word, my prayer works. That's that's the simplified version of John chapter five, first John five. You know, uh, when we pray according to His will, you know, according to His because God's word is God's will. And when we pray according to His will, when I pray the word, the word works. Amen.
Uh, guys, did this bless you? Oh, it blessed me. I see the amens in the comments. I see the hands up in the comments. I still feel that anointing. Yeah. Amen. Uh, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you know, we we want to uh, give you an opportunity to sow. We sow this broadcast into you. Um, we we freely give it to you. We we just want to bless you uh, with the power of the Word of God. And uh, and you know, one of the thing you know, one of the things that we want to give you an opportunity to do is just partner with what God's doing here. Uh, you know, as you partner with the Word, you know, the, there's there's power dynamic in that in sowing seed into the word sower sows the word you know and the word uh produces fruit so if lord's if the lord is leading you you know you can god uh give me wisdom in revelation right now if you want me to sow show me what to sow like this prayer can literally surpass and, and enter into to to every area of our lives including our sowing god give me wisdom if you want me to sow i'll sow if you don't want me to sow i won't sow just give me wisdom on what to do and uh, as he gives you wisdom, we want to give you that opportunity. If you want to give, you can go to giveww.org, or you can go to, uh, we got Cash App, Venmo. You can give the, go to giveww.org, and all that stuff will be there. Uh, you can scan the QR code as well. But did you want to pray yeah. uh, over that? And I don't, do you know what the verse is that we pray every day over it? We're praying the word. Whenever yeah. you sow, usually, not every yeah. single day maybe, but usually yeah. what we pray is uh, the verse Luke. that, Talks um, it, Luke six thirty eight, Luke six thirty eight. I'd like to go to it really quick. That uh, it talks about it being pressed down, shaken together, multiplied, running and, you over. You know, these are the words of Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's uh, why. That's why we're praying it. Yeah. Luke six thirty eight. And you can put that in the comments. Luke six thirty eight. I have the NLT version, so maybe you might want to read it in there. Okay. Yeah, it says, "Give, and it will be given to you." They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. So, Lord, we just pray right now that every seed that is sown right now is blessed. In Jesus' name, blessed. Lord, you have called us blessed. So we are saying your word when we call it blessed. We Thank are blessed, and that seed is you. blessed, and let it be multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, running over. May men pour into their laps financially, in every way, the anointing. We call the seed blessed because you call it blessed, and we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, Lord. thank you so much. Ooh. Had fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, uh... I'm just like I the anointing is. Just, is I just, know it's it. it's an interesting but, thing. Like I'm mm. I it's not for necessarily great live mm. television and but honestly the the anointing is what we need. The anointing yeah. is what what we all need. It's what we asked for. <laughs> literally what we asked for. God gives us a spirit of wisdom <laughs> and revelation. That's literally what we asked for, and God gave it. You know and uh, so guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know. That doesn't have to end, you know, yeah. like when the broad, oh, broadcast is over, click Don't off, and now off. we have to get back into our work day. No, no let that same Amen. anointing just carry yeah. you throughout the work. Uh, whatever you're doing, whatever you do throughout the rest of this day, let yeah. that same spirit just be on you and carry you. Amen? I receive that. Amen. Well, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you next time on What's the Word. Bye! Hey, guys. Joni just put in the comments. I wanted to read it just as an encouragement. 
She said, I literally just started praying this prayer this morning. She just started this morning. And before work, she was already getting a new revelation on tithes and offerings and seed time and harvest. The word works. Put faith on it. Pray this out and put faith on it. Say right now, I'm getting new revelation and believe it. God said it over you, so believe it and receive it. Guys, this was super powerful. I would highly suggest going back and re-listening to that because as we, as we do that, we'll receive new revelation from the word. Holy Spirit spoke out a lot of great things today and make sure that you share this broadcast. Get this out with your friends. One thing that I can encourage is to share it on Facebook and put like a little like sentence or something of what it meant to you so that people see, hey, I got a new revelation about the word of God, about prayer today. And that'll encourage people to watch it and get a new revelation for themselves. But guys, we are so excited to see you again tomorrow at 1130. And also, oh, we want to make a huge announcement. Next week, we will be having several guest pastors from the area on the broadcast on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's going to be awesome. And we want you to be an expectation and to join us. So we will be having those pastors with Pastor Brian and it is going to be phenomenal. So be look forward, look, look forwarding, looking forward to that. We'll see you then. Bye.